Welcome to the podcast that passes poor performance on pop culture. I'm one of your hosts, Darren Duncan, alongside with my best friend, Audie Marsh. We're just a couple of cool cats casually causing some chaos with conversation. We're here to entertain you, not hurt your feelings, so don't blame us. What's up, dudes? What is going on this awesome Friday evening? Well... I am currently sucking up some resin fumes. I got the resin machine going. So hopefully I survive by the end of this hour. Uh, what kind of resin? Uh, it's uh, 3D printing resin. It's this machine right here. Oh, shit. I didn't know you yeah. had a 3D printer. Oh, He's yeah, got like what, fucking nine of them. What all that <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah. So... I was hoping it was done by the time we started, but I'm, I'll suck it up. <laughs> What's it print with? Is it like epoxy or plastic? or? Yeah, it's like a... It comes in a bottle. Uh, it's washable resin. You're not... You're supposed to wear, like, gloves and a mask and don't get it on your skin. And oh. I, I don't think you're supposed to inhale it. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Like, does it tell you not to do it in the house or what? I mean, where else are you supposed it's, to do it? It says like well ventilated, but oh. I got my window open. So, like, what more can you ask way. for? You know, I put a know. fan in the window facing out. Well, I had my fan on, but I didn't want it to mess up the audio. Look, I, I live and die for oh. this shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> we need more patreons to pay all your fucking hospital bills. Yeah, it's gonna, for... yeah, it's gonna pay all the fucking. Dude. I'm laid up with cancer or something. It's gonna pay that, I guess. Matt, didn't you have a lung collapse one time? I did, yeah. How the fuck that happened? <laughs> well, we were, I don't know. It was, they called it pneumothorax. Apparently, it's a pretty normal thing. We were uh, on the road. I got home on like, a, I don't know, Sunday morning. And I had a cramp, what I thought was a cramp in my shoulder. And it got worse and worse and worse throughout the day. And uh Finally, I knew something was wrong, and I tried to get up to go to bed, and it was really painful, and I couldn't breathe. So one of my rules is you go to the hospital if you think you might die. So I thought if I went to sleep, I might die. So I went to the hospital, collapsed long. That's crazy. Oh, wow. Did they tell you, like, how long it was collapsed for? Or? Uh, no, but the doctor did tell me he thought it was my second collapse because uh, I'd had a similar pain that went away uh, about two months earlier. And it, um, second I walked in the hospital, they asked me how tall I was and what I weighed. And I told them and they knew right away it was a collapsed lung. Apparently if you're a tall, skinny white guy, it can just fucking happen. So it just happened. And they said, normally when it happens, it's a small enough collapse that it will repair itself. But this was a 60% collapse in my right lung. That's fucking nuts. So it's not from smoking six packs of Newports a day. It just fucking. No. Well, at the time I was. Uh, this was like 10 or 11 years ago. I was 29 or 30, and uh, I was a two-and-a-half-pack-a-day smoker from the age of 16 till 30, and from 10 till 16, I was a pack-a-day smoker. So I went in the hospital, and uh, you know they did all the scans and shit on my lungs, and I at the time I was in Fairfax, Virginia, and the Innova Heart and Lung Center there is like one of the top three in the country. And my doctor was the guy that had just invented the current procedure to 
fix a collapsed lung. So he was like, shit, dude was like younger than me. And uh, he, after looking at my lungs, he came in the room. He was like, what do you do for a living? I was like, uh, I'm a singer. He said, well, after looking at your lungs, if you continue to smoke, you're going to have emphysema by the time you're 40, 45. If you quit smoking now, you'll probably still get emphysema, but you'll probably be 80 or 90. So smoke <laughs> another cigarette. Those are That's good insane. I sit here with my cigar. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to inhale those. No. Fucking uh, two and a half packs a day. I didn't even know there was enough time in the day to smoke that many cigarettes. <laughs> when you're driving around playing music, there's time. Oh, yeah. That makes, yeah, that makes a lot of bars. Four shows. I was in the hospital for a week. No shit. It's in, I know it's in the sexy and I know it music video. I think Yeah. you're in the hospital bed and you got a bunch of wires on you and shit. It was brutal. And I actually, the week before that, this was, I, I'd never go to the fucking doctor, but the week before that I got fucking MRSA. You guys know what MRSA is? Yeah. It's from the it's on the skin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the week before my lung collapsed, completely unrelated, we'd been on the road and I got fucking MRSA and I had four abscesses in my abdomen that they had to cut open and like they cut me open and pulled shit out and then they stuffed gauze between my skin and muscle and I had to play a show like that. <laughs> Fuck. So when I went into the hospital with the collapsed lung, I was still on medication for MRSA. So they put me in like an isolated room. They made everybody wear gowns and masks and shit when they came in. It was fucked up, man. Did they know how you got that? Because you get that from other people, don't you? I got tattooed. I sat for about seven and a half hours on a tattoo. Um, I stayed the night in North Carolina. I took a train from North Carolina to D.C. Then we went on tour. And I was in and out of hotel rooms for the next two weeks. And dude, that shit, that MRSA is the most painful shit I have ever had in my life. Really? Oh my God, dude. It's brutal. It's just like sores or what? It's medically resistant staph infection. So it's a staph infection and and apparently the shit can kill you. But mine happened to be abscesses like on my skin around the tattoo, not in the tattoo, but around it. So it just got, got on me somewhere. While I was healing, you know, I think I sat too long and just wore down my body's natural defenses and fucking got it. <laughs> yeah, that makes wow. sense. Did it Did it fuck up your tattoo at all? Yeah, I got missing ink on a couple spots where they had to cut me. <laughs> I thought they cut me with a scalpel and like put tweez- fucking pliers in there and pulled shit. It was fucking brutal, man. Fuck I went that. home. <laughs> We were home. Like, I thought, you know, it's ingrown hairs. I justify anything to keep from going to the doctor. So we got off the road and I got like these fucking abscesses on my stomach like that. So I'm like, it's an ingrown hair. So I take a hot shower, get out of the shower. And I'm like, I'm just going to, you know, squeeze the infection out of this thing. I squeezed it. So much stuff came out that it pulled air back in when it was done. And I just, I just, I almost passed out. My stomach went, I laid on the ground for like 10 minutes and I got up and I was like, okay, this might actually kill me. I'm going to the hospital. <laughs> so do you not go to the hospital because that's the tough guy Italian in you or it's because you don't have good insurance? <laughs> I, I, I got, no, we got great insurance now. I just, I don't, I don't like hospitals, man. If I can yeah. walk, if I can't walk, if I can't stop the bleeding, if I think I might die, that's when I go to the hospital. Yeah. Fuck that. 
I'm dealing with some stuff, personal health issues too, that I've been putting it off since Iraq. And I think it's finally catching up to me. So I go in for a, a colonoscopy, uh, colonoscopy in April 7th. Damn. So that's going to be awesome. Right. <laughs> we should do a podcast that. when I'm still doped up on or after the procedure, but. I'm not I'm not too happy about that, but whatever, you know. I'm like you, Matt, like like Matt, I'm like you, dude. Like uh I'm so stubborn, man. I'll I'll like damn near die before I go. And I got insurance, dude. Like I yeah. I'll die before I go, but like Me when too, you're bleeding, man. like when you bleed and you're not hurting, I think I probably should go. <laughs> I mean I've done you some and not gone, but yeah. I yeah. I hate it. I fucking hate doctors, man. No, I do too. I hate the hospital. They always want to give you the upsell. <laughs> don't don't ever web and be anything. Dude, the whole don't you know. said we we're about conspiracy theories. That's a fucking conspiracy theory. The whole fucking medical system. Yeah, one hundred percent. Get all and it, dude, it, it, it's all about that money, man. Right. Yeah, but it is. People it's not that about look caring. like you. It's about keeping you spending fucking money. Right. Yeah, because if they cured everybody, then there'd be no customers. You know, they don't look at us as patients. We're customers. And every product wants you to keep coming back. Like chemo doesn't fucking do anything like and a lot of these uh, medicines and shit uh, like the pharmaceutical companies push for it to get prescribed. And then like if the doctor prescribes so many in a year, they fucking send them to a convention in Hawaii. Well, you know what it I mean? Like the, the fucking lobbyists in D.C. fucking the shit out of all of us, man. Right. Bunch of fucking assholes. Bunch of rich people. Yep. Yeah. I, I, you know, the definitely get back on the cancer thing with the chemo. Um, I think I think we've had the cure for yeah. some time now, but the pharmaceutical companies, they just they make that money, you know, and like my mom went through chemo and it was worse than the cancer that she was dealing with. And, and she, till this day is still dealing with the chemo treatments, you know, and it's just, she's alive and you can say, okay, chemo did probably deter and get kind of rid of it. Uh, she's in inter- intermission, but uh, you know, was it like, was it worth it? Like, you know, if she, if she didn't have TRICARE, I think she told me it was like four or $500,000, if not more. That's yeah. fucking ridiculous, man. And and, and speaking of up. cancer, you know, I hate to cut you off, Matt, but Ryan, um, a good supporter of ours, he's having, I, I don't mean to throw his personal shit out there, but uh, Ryan's listening. I want to say, you know, Ryan's a, a trooper. He's been dealing with some stuff related to cancer. So, Ryan, if you're listening, dude, man, stay stay strong and hang in there, dude. Um, he's a big supporter of us, Matt. I had to, had to give cool. Ryan a shout out because, you know, he's... He's a tough son of a bitch, man. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. Yeah, that shit, I don't want to make the podcast all sad or nothing, but <laughs> <laughs> that, that shit killed my sister, well, too. Like, she had bread, breast cancer. Yeah. She cut off her boobs. They She beat it, and then it went to her bones. And, like, she she fuck. died in a year. It's like, fuck, man. Yeah, dude. That's and crazy. That's, brutal, that's, what, that's what my mom yeah. was dealing with, man. She had the breast cancer, and it, you know. Dude, man, we back on the conspiracy theories with the shit. It's fucking money, and it pisses me off because we can cure AIDS, mm-hmm. 
Which there is a cure. I'm not fucking crazy. I've Shit, seen Magic it. Johnson had AIDS since I was in oh, second grade. Say that. Yeah, well, he, he 35 now. Well, he <laughs> freebased his money, so that's how that's what cured him. He was freebasing his fucking money. Yeah, if you got the money, you can get away with murder and you can live with AIDS. <laughs> yeah, you can do anything. And you gotta be a sports star too, I think. Yeah. Too. Yeah. He did that shit. OJ did that shit. Fuck yeah, he did. <laughs> Dude, there's a Vince Bugliosi wrote a book called The Five Reasons Why OJ Got Away with Murder. And uh OJ wrote a fucking book. On uh, On yeah, if called, he did it. It's called If I Did It. Did you know that, Matt? No, I didn't. Dude, That's... all right. So OJ Simpson wrote a fucking book called If I Did It. Uh nobody would touch it, nobody would publish it at all. And fucking Ron Goldman's dad fucking published it, dude. No shit. The guy, the guy he fucking killed. Yeah. So yeah. then when they released the book, he put the words if super fucking small. So it says, oh, I God. did it by OJ Simpson. <laughs> that's awesome. Jesus Christ. Dude, man. that's a hundred percent real, man. I gotta get this fucking book. I haven't read it, but yeah. Like God. that's fucking the 90s genius. was wild. <laughs> Yeah, this happened pretty recently, I think, with that book. But yeah, he it's fucking nuts. Some other shit. They finally got him on something. He stole all of his oh, memorabilia back yeah. from a museum. Like I think he, own. yeah, I think he donated it or some shit. And then he, he was fucking broke, and he went in to rob the place to steal all of his memorabilia so he could fucking sell it to get some money and shit. Wow, oh, man, it's fucked up. That's stupid. He's stupid. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, a fucking idiot. He's a what shit. a dumbass. Uh, but yeah, dude, people like me and you, Matt, we don't really get, I don't know your experience, but I never get treated well by doctors. Everybody thinks I'm a fucking drug seeker because <laughs> I got neck, I got neck tattoos and a face tattoo. I'll go in there, you know, cut to the bone needing stitches and they still won't want to give me fucking pain pills because they think I'm just going to sell them or they think I cut myself or some shit just to get fucking pain pills. Yeah, it's they bullshit. definitely, I went in one time with Olga, my wife, uh, she gets kidney stones all the time. And I've gone in with her before when she had a kidney stone, and they will not bring pain medication into the room. We went, we were on the road one time. I don't know if you ever met, no, you never met Carl, our original bass player. No. We're in, um, where the fuck were we? We were in like Connecticut or something, going to play a show. And uh, Carl, we don't know what caused it. Our theory is you've met, did you ever meet Sean, Sean O'Neill? No, I don't think we met. Well, Sean used to travel with us. Tommy used to travel with us. Drew was our drummer. Carl was our bass player. Sean pulls up this video. You ever seen Jar Squatter? No. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. He pulls oh, up yeah. Jar Squatter. I'm driving. Sean pulls up Jar Squatter, which is a man squatting on a glass jar. The glass jar shatters inside his ass, and blood starts squirting out. So Sean pulls up this video. They're watching in the van. I look over. I'm driving. I see what's about to happen, and I look away because I got a weak stomach. I'm not about to watch that because I'll fucking pass out. Well, Carl in the back seat, I don't know if it was just something happened at the same second or if he passed out from this fucking blood squirting out the guy's ass. Carl's fucking out. Like, his head's back. He's, like, choking and shit. I'm driving. We're like, shit, Carl's dying, so I fucking step on it we put hospital in the gps we go to the fucking hospital they're running all these tests on carl and shit and uh sean 
Sean's awesome, man. Sean doesn't take shit from anybody. And Curtis was with us. Everybody's with us. And we're all, it's like nine in the morning. We've been driving all fucking night. We look strung out. None of us do drugs. But Sean notices that the nurses write related to drug use down on the fucking sheet. And Sean starts losing his fucking shit in the hospital. He's like, <laughs> we fucking told you nobody hears on drugs. I'm the only one that smokes pot. I'm high as shit. They didn't do anything. Here, give me a computer. So he takes the fucking computer from the nurse and pulls up jarsquatter.com. He's like, look at it. That's what calls it. <laughs> Oh my God. We, we called shit. it yeah, one guy, was, one jar. Like <laughs> That's insane that he grabbed it from her and typed it in and made her one. Did she even watch it or no? I don't even, I don't remember. Sean, Sean never gave two shits about people. Man, He's he's probably watching. Sean's awesome. That's- that's fucking hilarious. How was was he just like your guys' friend or something? I met one guy that wasn't in the band, but he was like shooting your tour for a music video and shit. That was Chris Canada. Now Sean and Tommy and Curtis were all they all helped us with everything with management and booking and all that when we first started out. Uh, before we were full time. Once we went full time, we really couldn't afford. You know, we were fucking strapped all the time. So we couldn't really travel with people, but the three of them were really the reason we got up off the ground when we were a local and a regional. Curtis, he did a lot with your booking, right? And he didn't, he'd even he'd get your hotel rooms and shit. He did, what, yeah. Wouldn't he? he uh, one with us, and I had to do it. Didn't he? Wouldn't he book you hotel rooms like under goofy ass names, like Professor Fucking Thornberry, or just some stupid <laughs> shit? Like, didn't he fuck with you? Probably. Probably. I, you, you, you talked about it one time. Um, there was like a Facebook post I saw where you're like, I go to check in my hotel room and, and Curtis is like, by the way, I, I checked you in under fucking professor or something stupid. I don't know if he was fucking with you or if he really did it or what. But. Wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. There's a chance if I said it on Facebook, it was total bullshit. Though. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I can see that. That's some funny shit. Yeah, I uh, traveling with extra people, man. That'd be a pain in the ass, like to feed everybody. Like I've, well, it, I've heard it of- was awesome, then, because we were all real fucking tight, you know. Like Tommy, right. Tommy's my oldest fucking friend. Like I met Tommy in the in school suspension room in the seventh grade, and I've known Sean forever, and I've known Curtis since I was like fifteen. So it was cool because we were all real tight, but it was also bad because. You got, you know, six guys that are best friends touring together. You know, shit goes down. Everybody's right there, you know. Right. Yeah, I've, oh. I've heard of, like, your bigger bands, like, even bands that are on OzFest and shit having, like, $2 a day food budgets per person and shit. Like, mm-hmm. fuck that, having to feed everybody. Yeah. We were ten, how, how did, $10 a day. Oh, you guys did have a food budget? Yeah, yeah, we had a ten dollar a day per diem. That's why we went to the grocery store every day. That's what I would do. I would just like fucking buy a loaf of bread and some bologna and shit. <laughs> like fuck it. Yeah. Gotta eat vegetables, man. We tour with bands and they eat fucking fast food all the time. How the fuck are you gonna perform when you're eating McDonald's every goddamn day? Yeah. Yeah, that's not healthy at all. And you get stomach aches and try not to shit on stage. And <laughs> not only that, it'd get fucking expensive, man, I would think. Yeah, shit. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. I, I forgot what two restaurants it was, but I think you guys were parked in between a Chipotle and, and somewhere else. And you were like, they both suck. So you flipped the coin to see where you were going to eat. No, at. man, Chipotle was our shit. We always went to Chipotle. Day off. Oh. Day off food for years. I still eat Chipotle like twice a week. Yeah, I love oh, Chipotle. okay. So maybe it was a different place that you guys both liked and you didn't know where to eat then. So you flipped Probably. the coin. Five guys at Chipotle. Those were our two go tos on the road. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, five guys ain't bad. I like I like five guys. They're cool. I don't I don't fuck with Chipotle, man, because every time I go in there, they don't hook it up. It's all just like they don't put any meat on the motherfucker. It's bullshit. You gotta tell them you gotta tell them you want half and half everything. Then they subconsciously give you more. So you gotta tell them you want half chicken, half steak. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's the fucking Chipotle trick, huh? Yeah. Half half pinto, half black beans they give you more beans you say half chicken half carnitas they give you more meat you got to do half and half okay it works i had so no you idea you got to go in before they close then they fucking hook you up oh that's a good point i didn't even think of that so earlier we learned uh before we went live that you the songs that you don't like you put last on the cd <laughs> what yeah what started that tradition is that like all your fucking cds like every one of them or what yeah, pretty much. If it's the last song, it's because I fucking hated the song. <laughs> so what started that tradition? You're just hoping that it would be heard less or what? Um, Yeah, pretty much. You know, we try and when we laid out the order of the record, you know, you want to start strong. You know, the first song isn't necessarily what you feel is the best song, but it's what you feel is the best opener. You know, so like, um, fuck, what were we opening with? The let these motherfuckers know who they're fucking with song. Yeah. That was that was Captain Crunch? Song. Yeah, Captain Crunch. That was the first song on that record because it was the best opener on that record. Right. So, and then the best song is, you know, normally second or third, but you want to open it up. Like Korn did with the Are You Ready song. Greatest opener in the fucking history of the world. First song yeah. on the record. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah, they did it again on the Follow the Leader with uh, It's On. And yeah. like that, that fucking song, that's a badass opener too. Yeah. I didn't know you were really into heavy music that much. Are you? Or Cause last episode you talked about tool and corn. I know tools, not that heavy, but corn I mean, is pretty heavy. I loved back in the day before I'd like really burnt myself on listening to fucking rock music. Yeah. I mean the first two Deftones records around the fur and adrenaline were fucking great. I, I liked old corn a lot. Um, Metallica, yeah, I, I love some heavy stuff, just not you know heavy by today's standards. Yeah, it's a lot different now, man. Yeah, and I, I don't listen to really any. The only music I listen to now is just straight up fucking EDM. Really? <laughs> yeah. Do you do you stay away from music when you try to write? Because then you don't want like outside influences and shit. I did for years, yeah. I stayed away from really any music that was close to our style because, you know, we were always in studio. It's it's expensive to record, and we were always on the road, so we were always, we did pre-production on the road in hotel rooms, you know, just on the fucking road, right there in the fucking room on days off, we'd be writing music, so... I always tried to stay away from anything that I could pull too many influences from, you know, because it's so easy to subconsciously steal something from somebody. 
And we had a rule when we wrote that if it reminded us of anything, we'd just toss it out and start over. So, Oh, damn. That's a, that's a good rule to have, man, because there's yeah. a lot of fucking bad. It's easy to, like you said, subconsciously just take it and like you're not doing it on purpose at all. It's just melodies get stuck in your fucking head, dude, you know? Yeah. And then eight hours, you know, eight hours of studio time later at $150 an hour, you go, shit this is somebody else's song and you got to throw it out. So we just, from the beginning, you know, if Adam would write a riff, even if I loved it, if I said, man, that really reminds me of such and such, he'd go, all right. And we'd toss it and we'd do the same thing with vocals and everything. We, we wrote like a democracy, you know, if I wrote something they didn't like, sometimes I'd argue about it, but none of us got our way at the detriment of everybody else. It was always, a group effort. How, how did you decide on your covers? Adam's wife was a graphic designer. We normally just gave her some ideas and she came up with it and she was always good. So oh. we always went with it. I, um, that's, that's good to know. I that's, but I was, I was, I meant, uh, cover songs like, but that's cool. I didn't know Adam's oh. wife did the album covers. Yeah, that's yeah, she did all, all the album covers, all the t-shirts, the cover songs. I don't fucking know. That was normally, I was always resistant to doing cover songs. Um, so I came up with the, I'm in love with the Coco cover. Cause I thought the song was cool. Um, Sexy and I know it. I think that was Adam's idea or Drew's idea. And I don't know what else we covered. Are those only two. Man, I think that's about it. Ain't it? Yeah, the sexy and I know it, and then the oh, and Breeze. We covered for Breeze. Oh, that's right. I yeah, forgot about that. that. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad. And then like, didn't you shoot that video with just Snapchat filters, like on yeah, the road? in a hotel room? <laughs> <laughs> so what? Did Drew edit all that shit or what? He did. Yeah, yeah. We just shot him on our phone and we airdropped him to Drew, and he edited on his computer. That's fucking hilarious. Was that just mm-hmm. like on a day off in the hotel? Yep. I can picture the hotel. I can't remember where we were, though. Because that, that is a really clever fucking video, man. It's funny as shit. I love that video. That's a cool song, too, man. Like, I'd have, I haven't heard the original, but your guys' version of it, like, it totally fits. It sounds like something that you guys would have done. It's, it totally sounds like a Super Bob song. It doesn't sound forced or anything. That was the closest we ever covered a song. That was as close to the original song as, as any cover we ever did. We didn't change much about it. We just played it, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, is, do you have a real infatuation with Taylor Swift or is that just a Facebook joke? I actually like Taylor Swift. Yeah. I think she's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. She's talented as fuck. That's for sure. She's a hell of a writer. Most of those, yeah. people, most of the pop bands, shit, most of the rock bands aren't writing their own shit. At least she's right. writing her own shit. She may only have two things she writes about, but she writes about, <laughs> you listen to that fucking song, the, um, the Romeo Juliet song, one of her first big songs. You know that? No, song? I don't. Uh uh-uh. uh. Wait, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That that is a good motherfucking song. I don't care about genre. I don't care about anything lyrically. There's not a bad line in that fucking song. Dude, I'm a sucker for good pop music. I don't give a fuck. I'll, no. I will relinquish my metal card. I don't fucking care. 
that was the thing that always made me mad about fucking touring with a bunch of rock and metal bands. They'd be like, oh, well, we can't like that because it makes us less of a man. No. Yeah. It makes you a bitch to not like something because you think peer pressure, you know, like, oh, I can't yeah. like that because I'm a tough guy. Like, well, fuck you. I like what I like and I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about it. That's what makes you a man. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's even like like Five Finger Death Punch, for example. I don't know what everybody's problem with them is, but they're fucking millionaires. Like their first music yeah. video, like isn't that great a quality? By their second CD, all their music videos are driving Lamborghinis and having pool parties and mansions. They're like rap videos. And I wonder yeah. if that's what pissed everybody off because they fucking blew up what? or if they're just not supposed to like them because it's not metal, you know? I I don't like them not because of anything other than the fact that I feel like they pander to their audience, you know, like a lot of country oh. music, you know, I, I feel like absolutely. I dislike a lot of active rock for that reason that I feel like they're not gen genuine, you know, they're just trying to write songs that they think will be good right now, where instead of just writing what the fuck they want, you know, right. I don't no, know that's yeah. True. That's just the feeling I always got from that. No, it seems like they had one hit and then they just rewrote that song forever and ever and ever for the past 15 years, you know, yeah. and like yeah. all their music, like nothing against the military, obviously, but like every one of their videos have military yeah. guys in it yeah. because they know a lot of the soldiers buy their shit and they're all like tough guy bumper sticker lyrics. Fucking pandering. Yeah, dude, 100%. <laughs> And um, their songs, like they're talented, man, They but they just, they all do sound mm. the same, so. But I always just figured, like, a lot of your metalheads just talk so much shit about that band because they feel like they're supposed to, I think. But I don't know. Yeah. They're like kind of like the new Nickelback. Everybody trashes Nickelback. Right. I fucking like Creed. That's what Ryan Merritt Yeah, Ryan, says. Ryan said, I, have, I get a lot of hate for it, but I like Creed. I love fucking Creed. Do you really? I mean, yeah. That that first record that came out. Oh like, yeah, the first record. Holy yeah. shit, that was Absolutely. a good record, man. Yeah, that, that, was that like wasn't bad. Seventeen. That yeah. record was fucking solid yeah. as and shit. I enjoyed them the most because they were out of Tallahassee, which was like about a hundred miles down the road from me. So I was like, yeah. oh. And I think one of the drummers worked at the local uh, music store that was like ten miles mm. from me. So I I don't know. I I always like Creed, but. That's here nor there. The singer is kind of weird now, but whatever yeah, his fucking fuck name is. But, fucking yeah, singer is crazy as shit. Yeah. He's out I there. liked that. I had that tape when it came out, and I loved it, but I was a little kid, and I tried listening to it again as an adult, and I couldn't stand it, man. I fucking yeah. hated it. I can't say uh, I've revisited Creed. Yeah, it doesn't hold up in my opinion. <laughs> it didn't age well, did it? <laughs> no, that whole my my own prison song is real. Still a fucking hit, man. That that shit jams. Mm, but, song, yeah, Absolutely. it's super cool. I like it. I fucking love Panic at the Disco. Like, I think that dude, that singer, is like the baddest motherfucker to ever touch a mic. Like he, like he yeah. fucking his voice is insane. Yeah, got a good voice. I don't think he writes. I think the drummer or something writes in that band. I don't know. I don't know, but he does metal too now. Like they're gonna, that band's gonna come out with a metal CD because he could fucking scream and growl and all that shit too. That's cool. But dude, they covered a Queen song, Bohemian Rhapsody, and it's like wow. holy fuck, he nails it. I'll send you a link of them doing it live. It is okay. insane. 
yeah, it's fucking crazy how good that dude can sing. But mm. I get a lot of shit for liking them. And dude, my fucking radio station's always on the pop channel because I'd rather listen to that than fucking our rock stations. It's always yeah. fucking Stone Temple Pilots and ACDC, yeah. and it's always the same fucking I, shit. <laughs> I listened to the Temptations today, believe it or not. Oh, dude. <laughs> I love the Temptations, man. I saw them live when I was like <laughs> 10. And I fuck ever since I'm then. Man, I, I love I love the Temptations, man. Like I like doo wop and fifties yeah. rock and roll. Like I fucking love fifties and sixties rock and roll, man. That's what my dad always jammed. He was a greaser. He grew up in the fifties in California, so all those fucking hot rod songs and those soda pop shop songs, like that's what he listened to. And I fucking love that shit. I think he froze up. <laughs> yeah, he did. But he'll, uh, catch, he'll catch back up though. Yeah. No, I was listening to Temptations today, man. I was like, man, I forgot how awesome this this group was back in the day. You saw them live? Yeah, like a uh, long time ago. I think it was like ten or eleven. They were at a uh, it was like a festival, like a seafood festival. Um, I'm not saying it was like the originals, but they were some of the originals, you know. Um, mm. But yeah, I love the Temptations. Such a such a good group. He came back for a second now. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I bet there's a big fucking Florida cloud in the way <laughs> blocking the fucking Probably. satellite. He'll he'll yeah. come back. Um, did, he probably, hop, did he hop out? Yeah. Probably the, the I blame the ocean down there around that area. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was gonna oh, I think there he is. Let me get him back in here. There you go. There he is. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's all right. (laughs) Mine sucked at first, too. I had to unplug my goddamn router and all this bullshit. I fucking hate technology. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Ben Newman says that uh, he's like our, he's one of our producers and he listens to us all the fucking time. He's the shit. He said that uh, the best Creed song is What If from the Scream 2 soundtrack. But I think he's he's totally he busting my balls because I fucking love Scream so much. It's the greatest say, horror movie of all time. I was about to say he's only <laughs> saying that because it's your fucking your movie. <laughs> Jesus. He uh, did you know Ice T did a song with the Temptations in 1989? I, I no, didn't know that. That's I did awesome. not know that either. That's what Ben just said. I was like, holy <laughs> shit! I had no fucking clue about that. That's funny. Yeah, ben, Ben's very knowledgeable on. On his on his music for sure. Yeah, that dude knows his shit when it yeah. comes to music for sure. I don't know a fucking thing about music. I don't either. <laughs> don't don't feel bad, man. I don't either. <laughs> it's it's so weird because like I don't know. You would you would think like most musicians or whatever are just super passionate about music, and for you it was kind of just a job, huh? That you fell into. I mean, I've dumb lucked my way into many careers in life. <laughs> right, He's a lucky dude. Yeah. I grew up on rap music. I know more about old school rap than I do rock. What did you, what kind of rap did you listen to? Yeah. I can hear you now though. I'm back. What kind of rap did you listen to? Fucking Biggie Smalls, man. Tupac, all that shit back then. NWA, EZE, MC8, all of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, MCA. He was cool. Easy. He was the shit. I like I my first rap CD man. was uh, 
Oh, East 99 by Bone Thugs and Harmony. Oh, yeah, dude. That was my first rat CD. Oh, I love the edited I love version. Awesome, man. I, yeah. I grew up, I didn't want to be a musician growing up. I wanted to be a fucking criminal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? That's fucking funny. Yeah. I wonder how many of those rappers really are criminals, man. They they rap about the life of bagging up dime bags and all this shit, robbing people and gangbanging. I wonder how many of them are telling the truth. I think they were real back in the day when when shit was first starting. Did you watch the NWA fucking movie? Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. That's some real shit, man. Well, like I heard that uh like Easy E inherited his drugs like from a cousin or something that either got busted or died, so he like took the drugs from him and then he, that's how he started like into selling drugs and he was like the only one I thought that was a like a gangster for real. The rest were all just like artists and shit. And like uh, Tupac too, he was a theater nerd. Like I always said, like be careful who you pretend to be and be careful who you hang out with, because like that's probably what got Tupac killed, man, from just hanging out with those death row dudes and yeah. trying to be a bad motherfucker. Because he was he, a theater nerd in school. He he, he should have stayed with Digital Underground. He would he would have been all right <laughs> as a fucking backup dancer and shit. <laughs> yeah, because he was just a poet, you know. And but then yeah. yeah. There's this really badass book called uh, Original Gangsters, and it's all about like the old school rap and how it all got started and everything. And it's it talks about all that shit about fucking yeah, just N.W.A. and Biggie and Tupac, and it's fucking it's an amazing book. It's written by a white dude, but uh, it took him like over ten years to write this book, and he just he really studied the shit out of it, and everybody like respected him and would give him interviews and shit. So it's like it's a fucking amazing dude. It's a kick-ass book. I'd love to do an episode someday on that shit. Yeah, absolutely. I think he froze again. <laughs> yeah, he keeps freezing up. Goddamn um, Wi-Fi. Yeah, I, I think I think it's a conspiracy. It's, it seems like it's uh, going across the board. Mine was jacked up before. Yours is jacked up. His is jacked yeah, up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we should totally talk about conspiracy theories, though. Yeah, absolutely. We should We should get into them. Can you hear us now, Matt? I'm back. I wasn't ignoring you guys. Yeah, I can hear you. I wasn't ignoring you. It was just going in and out. No, I know. No, I figured, yeah, you froze up. Yeah, if, if you freeze, we'll just keep rolling. And then if you want to catch up, I mean, it's not cool. Nothing oh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So, all right, man. We talked about aliens a little bit last episode. We brought you in like the last 20 minutes or so. So, Audie here does not believe in aliens at all. He thinks it's a big money grab thing. But you for real believe in them, right, Matt? Fuck yeah, I believe in them. Have you ever <laughs> seen anything crazy in the sky like that you couldn't explain or anything? The guys told me one time they saw some shit, but I was asleep. They woke me up afterwards. I meant to call Adam and ask him about it, but I forgot. I forgot about that, too. Yeah, you were talking about oh. that a little bit. So what, you were in the van or what, driving? Oh, yeah, I was asleep. We were driving through the middle of fucking nowhere, like always. And apparently they saw, like, some fucking weird lights and shit moving really fast and woke me up freaking out, but I missed it all. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That would be awesome. I've always wanted to see some cool shit like that, man. I don't want to see a fucking alien. I want to see an alien about as much as I want to talk to a fucking ghost. No. (laughs) I don't know, man. Maybe not up close, but I would love to see some shit in the sky. That would be fucking awesome. 
No, not me. I saw lots of shooting stars because we're always driving at night. But right, I've seen shit uh, like when it comes into our atmosphere and it explodes and it's blue, like just fucking meteorites that I totally thought was aliens. And then I started Googling it and I would see videos of like rocks coming into our atmosphere and cooling down too fast. So they fucking explode. But so do you think uh, aliens built the pyramids or who who built the pyramids? Was it Jewish slaves or extraterrestrials? You ever watched the the ancient aliens on the history channel? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen tons of it. I mean, they make some good points. (laughs) Yeah, they definitely do, dude. I I mean, there's fucking cave drawings from forever ago. People have always said there's fucking aliens. I just, the only reason I believe in them, because they say there's more stars out there than there are grains of sand on the planet. So, right. I mean, that's basically an infinite amount of chances for there to be life. So I believe there's something. I, I think there's that theory out there that there are aliens and they just haven't contacted us yet because we're too fucking stupid to understand them. So they're just hanging out, waiting for us to get smarter. I believe yeah. that's probably more likely than there aren't aliens, you know? Or, like, could you imagine what they would think when they come into our atmosphere? Like, let's just say they fucking landed over a big city and, like, they saw all the smog. They'd be like, what the fuck is this cancerous yeah. shit? Like, this well, is what they're, they're doing to their planet? They're yeah, still fighting about gods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, for real, they'd be like, fuck this. Did you ever see the South Park episode where... They like, uh, I don't know, I, I forgot, but they like landed on Earth and then they were like, oh, we got, we're going to give you all this space cash. And then they decided like what it was worth and like the humans did. And then it was just a big test. And then the aliens came back and they're like, yeah, we're not fucking with you guys. Like you guys are stupid. We can't even <laughs> I mean, deal with it. I would, I would assume that as long as there's been time and planets and matter and shit that, yeah, there's probably some shit out there smarter than we are. Oh, for yeah. sure. And if they are here, they've obviously mastered space flight, and that's something we haven't done. Unless they're already from here and they're like living under the oceans and shit. Well, here's my here's my two cents on the alien thing. I think us as a society are brainwashed with the money grab. Like it's a green figure with a big tall head and eyes. If if I was to touch the whole theory behind the alien thing. I think it's people like you and me. I think it's people we live with in an everyday society that they have evolved to clone themselves like us. And they live within ourselves like, like these like crazy athletes that go and run like 40 yard dashes in three seconds or something wild like that, or these geniuses uh, who's to say those are fucking aliens? Like, let's get out of the whole spaceship shit, planet. Let's say they're here and they just live among us. I can wrap my head around something like that because there's a lot of shit that humans, uh, for an example, tragic in- events that happen to humans that walk away with no scratch. Like, are we going to go the religious side of the thing, say it's a miracle, or can we say it's a fucking alien? <laughs> That's my theory. I'm not I'm not going to wrap my head around spaceships and flying saucers and shit. Fuck all that, man. It they're evolved, dude. They're past all that shit. Well, there it's, is a theory that uh 
the reptilians can shapeshift and they are like famous people and politicians and all that shit. So I don't That's know. That's my favorite thing to shit talk on the internet. Fucking reptile aliens. I hop in fucking the shit all the time and troll people. The Anunnaki. Like they talk about that shit. Apparently they're from the planet called Nibiru and they rotate around our planet like every 2,500 years. And that's when they like slingshot and that's when they land on our fucking planet and they help yeah. us with the pyramids and all this. And they talk about them in the Bible, like, but they called them the Nephilim mm. and like, uh, they were giants and they bred with our women and all this shit. But yeah, I don't know. Cause ancient astronauts, they talk about that shit too, or ancient aliens or whatever, yeah. but yeah, the I fucking prime minister of Canada, he straight up said, he's like, there's eight different kinds of species that the governments of the world communicate with. And I mean, he said well, one of them is reptilian. He said the other one looked just like us, and they call them Nordics because they're all like big fucking Swedish looking motherfuckers with like they all got long blonde hair, blue eyes. I don't know. I mean, the mm. government released a bunch of fucking stuff last year, right? Basically saying, yeah. yeah, shit's real. We've known about it. Right. And they don't know what they are. And they changed the name from UFO to AEP or UAP or some shit, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. And I think they were doing that because when you hear the word UFO, you automatically think, you know, fucking uh, science fiction and shit, you know. So if they change the name, you might take it more seriously. But, yeah, our Navy boats, I think it was like 2015 they fucking filmed this thing and then that they finally fucking released it. And the Pentagon was like, yeah, we don't know what the fuck it is. I mean, I, well, I think half the time the government don't know what the fuck they're doing. So (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if it, they do like what they're doing. They're fucking us. That's what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If it's not alien, I would think like it's our aircraft. And they're keeping it so fucking secret, like even from our guys, like they send it out to test it and then they want to see what our dudes can do against it. If we can catch up to it, if we can fucking lock targets onto it, if it's not alien and it's us, then I think that's what it would be. And then they're just lying to us like, oh, it's alien because they'd rather have us believe it's aliens than look, this is how fucking advanced we are in the military because they don't want the other countries to know. Like. it's a lot more comforting of a thought that it's us. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, some of the shit, me being in the government, working for the government, uh, I get asked shit on Area 51 from people, you know, family members and friends, and I'm like, I don't even know. Like, I have a secret clearance. I don't even know that shit. They ain't even telling me. That's you way know? above your pay grade. Yeah, I don't. President. And, and I don't even want to fucking know. <laughs> Like I, yeah. I kind of do. Like, what is there? But if if it's something they're keeping it a secret, I don't want to know that shit. Next thing I know, I got to go into witness protection and fucking not do this podcast anymore because fucking, <laughs> you know, something crazy that the the government doesn't want people to know. There's been presidents that have asked about aliens, and they tell them that's that's a need to know basis. Like you're basically a fucking a temporary employee. You're going to be out of here in four years. We, we're not telling you shit. Not, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I never even thought about it like that, though. Like, they're just a fucking temp, <laughs> you know? But, so, but I mean, like, if you look at it, most military officials is a temp. You do right, 20, but 30, you're out. 20, but there's years. probably motherfuckers in the CIA that's been there for 40, 50 well, yeah. fucking years, you know? Yeah, if, if you're talking GS, like government service, 
right uh, people part of the government yeah I, I get what you're saying i was thinking more or less military like a contract's 20 years 30 years and then right if anybody knows if there's saying. aliens it's dick cheney like that motherfucker probably knows dude Fuck yeah <laughs> Because he's creating weapons and shit. Yeah, he's a fucking reptilian for sure. A fucking billionaire. He fucking caused 9 11. Yeah, that was a good movie. Dude, right? What was it called? Vice? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was such a fucking amazing movie. And if no one told you that was Christian Bale, you would never know who the fuck that was. I'll tell you what, though. Fucking George W. seems like he would be awesome to hang out with. Oh, Oh, absolutely. yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd shoot some pool and drink some beer with that motherfucker. Yeah, he seems cool. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's I man. I totally think Dick Cheney fucking let that shit happen, and he knew what the fuck was going on. And if anyone knows that there's aliens, it's that motherfucker. He's the white <laughs> OJ man. He shot a guy in the face and got away with it, and then that yeah. dude apologized to him. Like, yeah. who the fuck can shoot a man in the face? I and wouldn't then, fuck with Dick Cheney. No, I shouldn't even talk about him anymore. <laughs> like, this is going to get out into the You're world. Like canceled. And, yeah, he's going to fucking come find my ass. I like how you brought up the other day, man, that you're like, cancel cancel culture isn't real. It's called consequences, you know, and I never even thought about it like that. That was a great fucking point. Like, I mean, you know, it's cancel culture, in my opinion, was just a term invented by old people that don't want things to change anymore. Right. You know, they've been trying to cancel shit since we were fucking kids. They tried to cancel fucking rock music for God's sakes. Like Yeah. And fucking thank God D Snyder stepped in and fucking <laughs> Yeah. I, I mean I love cancel culture because I feel like most people getting canceled like have no fucking business being in our mainstream media and shit anyway. Like it's not you're not getting canceled. There are consequences for your words and for your actions. And if you do something stupid society just writes you off good <laughs> right <laughs> right it's like i don't know man that's i'm i can't believe no one's like really come after dave Chappelle. he's like fucking untouchable like i don't think that dude will ever get canceled yeah he's a comedian yeah he's a, yeah i was about like, to say he's a comedian they're like kevin that- hart dude kevin hart was at the top of the world selling out football stadiums three four days in a row yeah and they came after him over a 10 year old tweet Cause he said if his son was gay, he'd break the dollhouse over his head. And this is like a 10 year old tweet and everybody yeah. fucking came after him. And now yeah. he ain't doing shit. Now Kevin Hart ain't doing shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've said some dumb shit in my life, but I've never said racist or homophobic shit. You know, worst thing right. I ever did was draw dicks on the bottom of Adam's <laughs> coffee cup. So when he was drinking it, you'd see dicks, you know, <laughs> that's fucking genius. That's horrible. Idea. Uh, cancel that cancel shit. this man. On my phone. You, when you'd go get somebody coffee, you know, on the back of the Starbucks cup, you'd write, like, I'm I'm gay or something. It was fucking funny. <laughs> back when it used to be funny. <laughs> Dude, I, that's, that's fucking, that's got to be one of the funniest things I've ever heard. I have to yeah, do that it now. it used to be funny. It's not allowed to be funny anymore. Well, so. at least the dick, though. The dick is fucking yeah, great. It's funny. <laughs> He has no idea. He's none the wiser. Huh? Just fucking. Yeah, <laughs> Did you show him after the fact, like a picture that you would take or a video yeah, yeah. or whatever? Yep. Yep. That's fucking hilarious. You guys are probably always pranking each other, huh? We, yeah, we tried not to too much because retaliation's a bitch. But yeah, 
we had rules never fuck with anybody's food and never fuck with anybody's sleep but other than that everything was fair game yeah that makes a lot of sense you're not gonna shave some guy's eyebrow off when he's fucking passed out no that's a good way to get your ass kicked yeah that's sleep on the road hard to come by you know right yeah i bet that makes a lot of sense um I was thinking earlier, man, I forgot to ask this question last time you were on. What's the deal with fuck California? Like, why is it called? Was that a joke or uh, or do you fucking hate that state or what? (laughs) Well, at the time, uh, we were we wrote that song when we were still like a local regional band. And it seemed like every single local and regional band we were playing with had a song glorifying California. And how, you know, it's just always been a thing. Like, California's this big, magical fucking place where dreams are made. But in reality, it's a gigantic steaming pile of shit that fucks everybody in the music industry. So we're sitting there one day, and I I don't know, it was either Adam or I came up with the idea of just fuck them. Fuck California. And it turned into a fucking song. That's awesome. No, that's, that's good to know because I was... I was like, did they go there and just like have a shitty time or what the fuck? No. Or are the, were the people assholes or what? No, that's a fucking mean, awesome story. California's been paid to play. And I mean, there's no reason to glorify an area for making music when all they do is literally fuck every musician. Like right. they've been doing it forever and everybody just glorifies them. So we went the opposite route, you know, fuck them. <laughs> right. And that song... Probably hurt us a little bit here and there, but fuck them. Well, uh, I've uh, I've heard you've also played versions like "fuck Philadelphia," like pretty much any place with like four syllables. That's yeah. five, or like Pennsylvania, like "fuck Pennsylvania" or whatever. Yeah. I change it up here and there for comedic yeah. value. <laughs> I've uh, I've seen people and like get straight pissed at you for shit talking football teams, like. Mm-hmm. Like, coming after you hard on Facebook. And, like, I know for a fact that some of these people were your fans. But then when yeah. you mentioned the Cowboys, then they're like, oh, your fucking music sucks anyway. And it's like, yep. bitch, yep. I've seen you in line at the merch table before. What yep. the fuck are you talking about? A joke, you know? I, I yeah. had try to physically fight me on stage one night. Really? Was yeah, it over we a football playing... team or what? Oh, yeah, it was over football. We were playing uh, – about an hour from the DC area. So it was Redskins fans. And we were, we were opening up for pop evil. We were direct support. Um, and it was a place that we drew, you know, 200, 250 people and we're playing with pop evil. So the fucking place is like sold out. So it's football season. We're in Redskins territory. So I'm talking about the Redskins a little bit, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there's a guy in the front row in an Eagles hat and we all hate the fucking Eagles and their fans because Philadelphia is a giant pile of shit. Um, so I said something, I don't know, you know, in passing, just shit talk the Eagles, had the whole crowd say fuck the Eagles or some shit like that, like I always did. Two songs later, I look over and this dude is like double fisted, flicking me off, worked his way up to the fucking guardrail and he is fucking yelling top of his lungs fuck you, you motherfucker. And I just like stop. And I start talking to the guy. I'm like, 
this Eagles fan is really mad, everybody. Can we just have a big fuck Eagles again? And I start fucking with the guy. And the guy's like, fuck you, piece of shit, motherfucker. Let's go outside. And I look at him, and Adam and the guys knew that I was already devoting too much time to this guy. So they start the song. So right as the guy says, fuck you, let's go outside. I was like, dude, I'm a little busy right now. Boom, song starts. <laughs> and security came over and drug his ass out and threw him out of the fucking club before he got to see Pop Evil, who he was there to see. And then, and then, hold on, I don't want my cigar to go out. This fucking guy finds us on Facebook and Instagram and everything. And for the next two and a half months, he comments on every single picture. It'd be like a picture of Drew and the guy would fucking comment, look at that fucking pussy piece of shit motherfucker. <laughs> just like most shit calling us gay, just shit talking us. So after about two or three months, I got sick of it and I made a collage where I took every single post. His name was Pete Johnson. Every single post where Pete Johnson had commented, and I put a big blast out on Facebook and Instagram, and I said, we'd like to congratulate our fan of the month, Pete, for being the biggest fan of Super Bob ever in the history of the world, and we would like to invite him to come free to every show we ever play. And then he stopped. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, it's put him on the guest list. <laughs> thank, thank him on the fucking CD booklet and shit. Special <laughs> thanks to that guy. Pete Johnson, I think was his name. Fuck that fuck dude. He, he's acting like you fucked his wife, killed his dog, and poured sugar in his gas <laughs> tank. Like all you did was say fuck the Eagles. You know <laughs> that dude needs a life, right? Fucking Eagles that is, fans. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, I always hear it's always on like TV and shit. But Eagles fans are always saying how. They're like America's team because that's the, you know, Philadelphia is the birthplace. And dude, you know, that was the first fucking NFL stadium to install a jail cell. That tells you all you need to know about the fucking Eagles. <laughs> they threw batteries at Santa Claus. Like they are fucking, fucking Eagles fans, man. Holy shit, really? Yeah, dude. They're not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck would anybody want to throw a battery at? Santa Claus. I'm gonna get jumped by Eagles fans tomorrow. I can feel it. <laughs> I wonder how many are in Florida. Yeah, probably a few. If they are, they're probably old. They just moved down there to retire. Mm -hmm. I'm just I'm not a fucking football guy. Like our the feud where I'm from is Bears and Packers. And I'm a yeah. fucking Packers fan, but like I'm not like the biggest football dude, so I just I got a teams that I root for, you know, teams that I like. But other than that, I, I don't watch every game. I, you'll never catch me in a fucking Packer jersey because I'm not going to wear green and yellow, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At least the Bulls have red and black, but that's about it, man. I, I don't I don't wear any of that shit or even follow it. But real seriously up north. Yeah, that's yeah. Like I like music and horror movies, but I'm just that's that's my shit. I'm not into sports at all. I don't know. Did you play sports at all in high school and shit? Uh, before high school, before I got real fucked up, yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, you mean like on the streets, like out fucking partying and shit? Yeah, doing drugs and drinking and shit. Yeah, I started real young too, man, like uh, just being a fucking idiot. You know, fuck, I think the first time I did cocaine, I was like 10 years old. I started smoking weed when I was like eight. Cause I hung out with all my brother's friends. They were always older than me, you know, and everybody wanted to get the little kid high and see what he yep. would do, you know? So that's, I that. yeah, I was like it was 10, all, 
10, 10 or 11 by the time I was smoking weed every day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't pay for drugs until I was an adult. <laughs> no, you didn't have to. When you're that young, everybody's like, oh, let's get the kid high. It's like, all right, get yeah. me high, motherfucker. I've been smoking right. shit for years. Right. <laughs> yeah. I never, like, broke the law too much. Like, I didn't, like, steal shit or, like, break into people's houses. I definitely had friends who did and, like, gangbanged and shit, but I didn't mm-hmm. fucking, I didn't really fuck with all that kind of shit. I hung out with a, a lot of fucking gangbangers, but. And I've been with people while they stole cars, but I would just keep walking. I'm like, I am not fucking getting in that car, dude. Nope. Our Go ahead. Stole a car when he was like 15. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, I'm sitting at home, and my brother was a, uh, my brother's he's a big dude. He's like six four, and he was a trench coat kid before there were trench coats, and he was like leader of the fucking nerd herd my fucking brother would walk around high school and he'd have like you know 10 kids walking around with them all in like trench coats and shit i'm sitting at home one day and just hanging out i'm like 11 so my brother's like 15 bang on the door banging on the door my mom opens the door it's my fucking brother and he is like out of breath combat boots fucking trench coat just huffing and puffing and my mom's like what the fuck are you doing mike and mike's like Oh, mom, I was just, I was just out for a jog. Okay. Come in the house. Comes in the house. 15 minutes later, the fucking police show up. He and his friend stole a fucking car, wrecked the fucking car. Cops showed up, set the fucking dogs out on my brother. My fucking brother outran the dogs and got home. (laughs) God damn. (laughs) Yeah. So he stole it just to joyride. He wasn't like taking it to a chop shop or nothing like that. Right. Yeah, his friend ran right. him out. Ah, oh, what a fuck face. Yeah. <laughs> my brother had to pay restitution. His friend got off. So what's restitution exactly? Uh, it was, I don't know if it was through the courts, civil or criminal, but they assessed how much damages were done to the car when he crashed it in or uh, whatever. And then oh, okay. Back. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. He was on probation. Yeah, I, we were, shit, we were both. I was on probation from like 11 until I stopped drinking and shit at 16. Mm. So you quit drinking because of what happened when you drank or just because of how often you drink? Because mm. I have problems. I don't have, I mean, you've met me. I don't have any moderation at all. I'm incapable of moderating anything. I've always been like that. So, yeah, I. I mean, I got... I was in my first treatment center at 12 and I mean, I got expelled from my first high school, my second week in high school. I went to six high schools, got expelled twice. I mean, so many probation violations. And I, I was in court for the first time at like 10 or 11. I was just, just a fucked up kid. So yeah, dude, I- 16, I was, you know, I mean, I spent the last year that I was drinking and doing drugs, just basically doing it by myself. Like I was incapable of leaving the house unless I was fucked up. So <laughs> I had to do something. No, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I'm glad you made it out because a lot of people don't, man. Like, you know, I got I tons probably, of friends that have fucking died from shit. My sister fucking died yeah. from heroin just a couple years ago. So it's like that shit. Yeah, it's fucking bad news, man. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, like, uh, I wasn't allowed in high school. Um, I got kicked out in seventh grade and you have to take the finals to get into eighth grade. I never took the finals, man. I got expelled. 
Same thing with eighth grade. And you got to pass the Illinois Constitution to get into high school. I never fucking took the Illinois Constitution test or finals in eighth grade because I was expelled. And my first day in fucking high school, there's hundreds and hundreds of kids walking in the front door. And the fucking principal was standing outside looking for me. And he found me. He called me right into the office. And he's like, I heard all about you. And I'm going to have you sign a contract right here that if you even so much as fucking skip school or whatever, you're done. We're not going to fuck around and do the suspension shit. I'm not going to push you through like they did in junior high. You're fucking out. And that day I got caught skipping class and I was in the bathroom getting high, smoking weed. Yeah. And I, I got expelled. Have you ever seen the movie Dangerous Minds? Yeah. They put me in a school like that afterwards, dude. I it went was to like, one of them. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. I went to a school where there was nine to 14 of us. We were all on probation, and we were in school in the building with the juvenile probation officers. They were across the hallway. So if you got in a fight in the classroom, the teachers would walk out, lock the door, walk across the hall, grab your probation officer. He'd come over, violate you. The school shared the parking lot with the police station. They'd walk you right across the fucking police station. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, yeah, we didn't share we didn't share a lot with the fucking police station, but we did. it was it all like, like this how was were you? I was that was my first alternative school, so I don't know, twelve, maybe thirteen. And I was like, you know, I'm from the suburbs. Like we lived in a nice suburban area, but I'm in this fucking school with like kids from like downtown Arlington and Falls Church and like the fucking projects like these fucking kids sold fucking drugs like that's what they fucking did and I'm just like this white suburban fucking kid and I'm in school with these fucking gangbangers with like face tattoos and shit dude yeah no bullshit there's like 13 year old pregnant girls and there's like fucking 14 year olds with fucking you know pitchforks on their neck I'm like Jesus Christ what did I get myself into I mean, I fit in right away because I was a fucking idiot. But yeah, yeah that's that's I, what I we call them up here. Up. I wouldn't, I wouldn't get into shit with fucking gangbangers. Like I knew I was a fucked up kid and I did a lot of fucked up stuff. But I wouldn't, I wasn't carrying guns at fucking thirteen. You know, I was just right. fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So they I just they liked me because I could rap. That's why they. That's why I got along with them all because I was the white kid who could rap. So <laughs> they thought mm. I was cool. <laughs> But they call them up alternative schools here, too. So that's funny that yeah. you say that, because that's exactly what we call them, regional alternative schools. And then when I got old enough, they sent me to a night school. And uh, okay. they made us, you had to have a job. And if you were late more than twice, you're fucking out. If you miss more than two days, you're out. Because they they all knew we weren't going to go to college, so they're trying to prepare us for the workforce, you know? Yeah, that that's what sounds they did. a lot like my last school after my second expulsion. It was just... We watched fucking movies. They were just trying to graduate kids to not fuck up the the county numbers. I right. Don't yeah. So you don't got a diploma or nothing? Nope. Fuck them. <laughs> Me, my brother, and my sister all dropped out of high school. My brother is a very successful computer programmer. My sister ended up going to college. She's very successful. And I was a musician. Now I own a business. Yeah, your parents must be extremely proud. <laughs> for real, though, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It, was, it was rough there for a while. Right, but you guys made it out. That's fucking mm-hmm. awesome. That's I funny joined, shit. I joined the Army not to go to college, and they're making me do college now. So. <laughs> Sons of bitches. 
<laughs> See, that's what we're talking about. The government's fucking everybody. <laughs> they make you do college? Man. They don't, like, make me, but they highly encourage if I want to go and progress in my career. But I'm like, I, I did this not to go do that. Uh, right. You know, like, like, with me, I stress a trade school to my kids. I'm like, look, college is great. You can find jobs with college degrees, but the trade schools, I think, is where uh, it's at. And I think later on down the road in society, when my kids are grown, people are going to want people with trades. And I say electricians, plumbers, uh, you know, stuff that will benefit in society. Because nowadays it's getting to a point where I push a button on my phone and I have it at the at at the my flick of a fucking thumb just like oh a leaky pipe let me hire this dude and he's be at my house i feel like the trade industry is is going to blow up because of how easy it is for someone to get somebody you know like us growing up we would call people in the yellow pages remember that shit remember phone books y'all remember phone books dude Ooh. they still have them believe it or not i got do, one. do they wow yeah I so, think I don't think it came on a mail truck. I think they sent it over on the Mayflower. But yeah, they still <laughs> they still but, have phone books, dude. But yeah, that's it's a lot know. skinnier than they used to be. They're like this big now. Oh, I imagine I imagine the phone probably destroyed the phone book industry or whatever. Who was it? Bell South or something? Somebody who used to make the phone book or I don't know. But but I don't know. I'm just to my point was is it's at the flick of a thumb now. You know it's. Uh, you know, anybody can, like, Matt, for an example, I can record, I can report a, a song on this phone, dude, and make it sound like some hit shit True. on what used to be in the 90s. You had to go to a studio, it's you true, know, man. like uh, YouTube, you know. People are making movies on phones now, you know. Yeah, like, dude. Yeah. It's fucking nuts, dude. I don't, so I, I don't know. I, I don't I, have that kind of talent, but. I try, I gotta, but it ain't. I think ain't trades where it's at too, man. If you can't get into a good union, then trade schools definitely trade, where it's absolutely. at. But like the fucking auto industry, that union sucks. Like I was a part of that for fucking like four years, and I get laid off every year and a half, and fucking Jesus, it's so unpredictable. The fucking auto industry, and it it all comes down to the government again, man. Like who the politicians are, dude. Like. If they want to fucking do the bailout or if they want to send the fucking jobs overseas, it all boils down to that kind of shit, man. I've mm -hmm. noticed, I don't want to get political, but I've noticed when certain parties are running the shit, the auto industry does well. And then when other people are doing shit, it fucking sucks. So it's, it's crazy. And like, they try to convince you who to vote for the unions, yeah. like always push which side to vote for and shit. Like, fuck you, no matter what, I'm going to vote for who I want to vote for, but and what's Fuck weird is, way. yeah, right. It's, uh, but what's weird is like the fucking side that the union would tell us to vote for, I tend to notice is the side that was always in office when I'm getting fucking laid off. <laughs> so I'm like, what the fuck? Why would I vote for these people? You know, I don't get it. Because they're but, making your bosses more money. Yeah, yeah right. I, that's, I bet that's what it boils I, down I, to. I, I bet you it comes down to they make more money firing you and getting rid of you than keeping you. Right. 
I yeah, mean, and, I, it, it seems that way, right? Yeah, like, and I noticed too. It's like, all right, we the union gets a new contract like every four years or so. Fucking, they do big layoffs because that's less people to vote on the contract. Oh, we want raises, or you know what I mean, shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then it fucking scares all the people who didn't get laid off. They're like, oh, I better not speak up and say we want a raise because they'll lay our asses off too, mm-hmm. you know. And then a fucking, then like shortly after the contract, they give out profit sharing, which is like fucking every person gets like nine grand, dude. It's absurd. Oh, but wow. all those people that got laid off ain't getting nine grand. So think Ooh. about how much money they fucking yeah. saved. And I bet all that money goes into the fucking dickhead's pocket that fucking chose to lay us off. You totally. know what I mean? They make more money, <laughs> making more money without you, dude. So fuck you, Chrysler. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew he was gonna say it. <laughs> I'm still a part of the union, man. But I've been of fucking money in this country is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. fucking a right, man. It's absurd. Absolutely. I've been laid off since March, dude. <laughs> I'm fucking pissed. But uh, uh, I just got hired by General Mills, which is a good industry because it's the food industry. And like they yeah. we pack the cereal and make fruit roll ups and granola bars and all that shit. And my fucking dad always told me when I was a kid, he's like, if you're going to get into two industries, it should either be death or food because everybody dies and everybody's got to eat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that so fucking I, food at General Mills, all that sugar, all that shit they put in food. Yeah. Like nicotine, <laughs> man. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> addicting. So Probably I'm basically going to be a. People making the medicine because that's what's making us sick. Yeah, no shit. So it's a revolving door. Yeah, so I'm basically going to be a, a legal drug dealer here soon when I start working for General Mills and yeah. selling all the kids in the country fruit roll-ups and shit. Ryan said he needs some fruit roll-ups. I already called dibs, Ryan, so fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I got a buddy. You talked about trades. He's a fucking underwater welder, and this dude just makes bank and he can work and he can work anywhere he wants in the world like he lives in the philippines he's got a fucking filipino wife like what the fuck are you doing in the philippines dude and he's like they fucking pay me like crazy style to fucking be an underwater welder wow yeah he was in the army too but he didn't do shit he was just like if somebody's playstation 2 broke he'd fucking fix it for him he'd take it apart solder it up fix their playstation fix their game boys he didn't like he didn't see any war or nothing but yeah, and then he got out. And now he's a fucking goddamn underwater welder. Yeah, I that that's where it's at. That and piping, like you get in like pipelines and stuff. Uh, yeah, I got buddies that are in the pipe fitting union, and they make fucking yeah. fifty gotta, goddamn dollars an hour. Like Jesus be Christ, with those with those people too, they'll lay you off. You know? It's, yeah, but then the fucking teachers union, like they don't they don't, they don't make shit. shit. Yeah, like what the fuck. So, I mean, they so, only work nine months a year, but still, man, fuck. Like, yeah, teachers during, should get paid. During the pandemic, uh, when it first kicked off, they the schools didn't know what to do with the kids. So they like, here's a laptop, go home and homeschool them. And I'm like, I'm in the fucking, fucking army. Like, sucked. Dude, <laughs> no shit. I, I contacted a couple of my teachers and I said, I am sorry for everything I ever did to you in high school. I, I legit was like, they, I was like, we need to protest. You need to get paid more because after doing a year of this homeschooling shit, dude, I was done. I was like, I can't, I cannot do this. Cause the <laughs> curriculum of my, of my 11 year old, 12 year old, dude, they wasn't teaching that shit. Like I learned the shit they're teaching now in sixth grade. And like when I was a senior, I was like, I don't know this shit. It's weird. <laughs> 
you know and, like and they're teaching a lot of other things too like the gender thing which like oh they didn't teach God. us that stuff we won't get into it but i'm just saying like they're teaching yeah. that now but they're not teaching cursive you yeah, know dude, like what I, the fuck oh cursive <laughs> what was happened the, to cursive they they drilled <laughs> cursive in our asses for the whole time i was in school like yeah i was taking I tests on cursive i was like fuck Man. I remember arguing work. with my fucking teacher in the fifth grade about why I didn't need to learn the times tables because I could do it on a calculator. And she's like, you're not always going to have a calculator in your pocket. Fuck you, teacher. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I got a whole fucking computer in my pocket now. I didn't need to learn shit because I can fucking Google it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who fucking saw that coming? <laughs> everything right? humanity ever learned right in my pocket, bitch. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking dude. I mean, it, the only thing it doesn't know is if aliens are real and who built the pyramids. <laughs> no. OJ did that shit. Yeah, for reals. That's fucked up. Yeah, I. It's wild uh, talking about society and everything. How how everything's changing. But Matt and and even Darren, all of us have kids. Can you imagine when they're like forty and fifty, like our age? Dude, I can't I, even imagine being a kid you know, now. When we were kids, I'd just leave the house for school at 5 in the morning. I'd come back yeah. home at like 3 in the morning. They didn't know where the fuck I was, what the fuck I was doing. Imagine being a kid now. They just punch up your fucking GPS. You can't get away with yeah. shit. But where's yeah. my iPhone thing? I'd have been yeah. in jail by the time I was 12 if people had fucking cameras on their doorknobs like they do now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely changed. I, You know... Uh, my my daughter has a cell phone and I have that fine phone thing on her ass. I was like, you're not stealing my kid. Like my kid's not mm-hmm. going to end up on a fucking picture in Walmart. Mm-hmm. You know, now, I, I here's the thing. Like if your daughter has an iPhone, but you don't, can you still do that? Yeah, I think there's apps. Uh, oh, I think right. the 360 app, you can do it. Okay. Yeah, I, I do it. I, I got it on my daughter's phone. I, you can't trust nobody in this day of age. Man. Oh, that's why I bought this specific house because all of our bedrooms are in the same fucking hallway. So it's like, I'm going to hear, you know what I mean? If someone's sneaking yeah. in and out or whatever, ain't, my, ain't no fucking bedrooms in the fucking upstairs or downstairs or none of that. We're all fucking six feet away from each other. Yeah. So then if someone breaks in, fucking, I can kill them right in the hallway before they get to my <laughs> kid's bedroom. Or if there's a fire, I can fucking grab my kids, get the fuck out. Or if they try sneaking out, I know where the fuck they're at, little bastards. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always wonder if it's better, you know? Like, there's some tough-ass fucking people. Our grandparents' generation, even our parents and our generation, we got tough by fucking shit up. Like, right. and no kids yeah. don't have an opportunity. Like, when we were young, you get in a fight in school, you got in a fight. You got a little tougher. It was cool. Now, you punch a bully back, and you're fucking out forever. Yeah. Like, Right. Well, zero tolerance bullshit. Push it out a little bit, you know. They don't. They don't whip kids' asses in school. And I, I'm a look. Yeah. I got my ass beat in high school and throughout middle school, and then I got home. I got my ass beat by my parents. You know, uh, me personally, I'm a strong believer in it. I, I have no problem with giving the principal permission to whoop my kids' ass uh, because. If my kids act up, they have literally crossed the line on something, and and I'm gonna whoop their ass anyway, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that's um, 
another reason what's wrong with some of the stuff you, you're talking about grandparents and stuff like growing up stronger because your grandparents got their asses whoop if i'm sure they they did yeah. something wrong you know and yeah. uh I, I don't know it's definitely a change in the generations and in a way i'm I'm scared to see what our kids come up with you know what what yeah. what they're going to be dealing with when they're our age uh, some of the closest friendships i ever had started out because we were punching each other in the face mm-hmm. oh absolutely yep. you know I got, I got a lot of friends that mm-hmm. we met. It was our egos clashing and yeah. you know, they're, they're the tough kid. I'm the tough kid or just the asshole or whatever. And yeah. we fought and now it's like, damn, you're actually really cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I die for you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> It's uh, crazy shit. Yeah, It's weird how everything changes. And you know what? Our grandparents were saying the same shit when they were probably our age. You know, it's, it's a cycle. Um, yeah. I just, it's scarier with today with what we have and, and you know, at the, at our fingertips. So, you know, I think the same things go on. It's just not with social media. It's in our faces. Like I bet that's the same amount of kids getting kidnapped and sex trafficking was going on when we were younger. Yeah. Banks were still getting robbed. Cops were still beating up black people. It's just now mm -hmm. we fucking see it all the time. So it was, Oh, it's so much worse. Like it ain't worse. It's, it's always been. It. It's just now you could fucking find it on the internet. Yeah. Before yeah, it, it didn't happen in your neighborhood. Happened. Yeah. Like yeah. what? Like what? What'd you say? Well, now you know the second something bad happened. Oh. It used to be you didn't know until you saw the evening news. You know. Yeah, yeah. and and that's if it even it had to happen close to you. You know. Yeah. You yeah, didn't no. hear about the fucking guy getting beat up at the mobile gas station in Ohio if you lived in fucking Wisconsin or whatever. Yep. And you know? even then, they controlled it. Like, I, I grew up 20 miles outside of D.C., and they never reported on the news how many people were getting murdered downtown. Right. Know? They didn't. Nobody would fucking know. go there yeah. and support the businesses and shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and, you know, like, people, our generation, don't watch Elvis, you know, the big thing. Elvis is bad. You know, I know that was a, a thing back in its day. Uh, you had to, the pros and the cons. Elvis does this. And then our days come up. Don't listen to Marilyn Manson. You know, you'll end up shooting yeah. up a school or something, you know. So I, I think it's just a ongoing generation. And and like Darren said, uh, these things have been going on for thousands and hundreds and thousands of years. But, but now, since we have these right here, and yeah. I can record and I can post it and then the whole world, you know, will see it and, and brings light to a lot of things like, you know, police brutality was it's always been a thing. We have just made it more aware. Mm-hmm. I've had know? my ass kicked by the cops so, and I'm as white as they come, you know, but you yeah, police brutality. Shady, no, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. That this handsomeness is a blessing and a curse. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah. There was uh oh the the bass player of my band used to be the deputy coroner for Rockford and like Rockford's a big city and it's fucking crime ridden yeah. and um like every time the snow melts bodies are just fucking piling up everywhere dude yeah. and now that there's Facebook and shit everyone's like oh my god there's a serial killer and my buddy's like dude this happens every spring the so the snow melts and the heroin overdoses come out under the bridges and the fucking homeless people are fucking Jesus. you know what I mean. Yeah, so it happens all the time, but everyone around here is like, I swear to God, there's a serial killer. It's like, no, there's not, you fucking idiot. Yeah, his name's Heroin. Yeah, right. Oh, heroin is so fentanyl. bad out here. It's the fucking fentanyl is what the it fentanyl. is. Yeah. And They're that's, I, I think it's, uh, fentanyl has always been a thing, but I think it's, 
it's gotten worse these last because you know Brittany's a sheriff's deputy and all her drug case cases were fentanyl. Uh, you yeah. know, fentanyl, fentanyl. I'm just like, man, like, what's what happened to meth? Like, what happened to cocaine? But no, it's straight fentanyl. You you touch fucking fentanyl, you f- absorb it and fucking die. I'm like, shit. I'm not yeah, even the, fucking. I don't even do drugs, and just me being next to some shit's gonna kill me. I don't want to put that shit in yeah, me. Yeah. Fuck you. The <laughs> bass player of our band, he straight up said that he's he's in his whole career he's been on more fentanyl and heroin calls than suicides, heart attacks, yeah, car accidents. It's it's all it's more fentanyl and and uh, heroin overdoses than anything else. It's like, damn, you think fucking heart attacks would be number one or car accidents, but nope, it's fucking wow. heroin. Crazy I heard shit. A fucking commercial on the radio the other day for some drug you can carry in your fucking pocket that you give to people when they're overdosing on heroin and it stops it. Narcan. Narcan. Yeah. Narcan. Narcan. It's called Narcan. Yeah, and like yeah. people. I've seen a lot of like memes and people bitching about how like uh, insulin is so expensive for people with diabetes, but why is Narcan free for the addict? And yeah. it's like, I get it, but you shouldn't really compare the two. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not like this. Don't be mad at the people with diabetes because fucking people who yeah. overdose on heroin are getting yeah. sick. It's not yeah. their fault. Leave them out of it. You know, you bring fucking be free too because that's. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. It, right. You know, it's it, Darren, it's weird you brought it up, and I wasn't going to touch the subject because I got family that watched this, but I've gotten into an argument with a couple of family members, and being police, my wife being sheriff's deputy, me being MP, whatever, I got into the argument with I, me personally, I don't think police officers should carry the Narcan because. You told me this before. Yeah, dude, it was such a dirty argument with a family member and me I, like police officers shouldn't carry that. That that should be a, a EMT or a paramedic, but the argument was and insulin was even brought up. I was like, "Well, fuck, then officers should carry insulin on them because I've I've worked a uh, a suspected DUI the dude hit like three cars, hit a guardrail. I I went to the vehicle Thought he was drunk. I could smell alcohol, but the dude was going through a uh, a diabetic like shock, like, like low blood it, sugar or some his shit. Bo- yeah, his body was secreting alcohol smell. Dude never drank in his life, but he was so out of it. You know, I thought he was a drunk, but my my point behind what I'm trying to say is is had I had insulin, I could have fucking helped him out there on the spot. But no, I had to wait for EMT. But but I think police officers shouldn't carry the Narcan. I feel like if you're putting that shit in your body that you know is going to fucking kill you, then I shouldn't, as a police officer, carry the shit. I get it. I'm a first responder. But in the back of my head, I think if someone's doing that shit, they can always rely on a police officer to save them. Like, oh, I know if I overdose on this shit, I know I can get saved like this. And that's the wrong perspective. I think we sh- we shouldn't be. I don't. I I'm sorry. I'm going on a rant, but police officers like, shouldn't carry fucking Narcan. Shouldn't do what it. You're you're saying is like it's kind of like enabling their behavior. A- absolutely. And and Brit and Brittany has had to do that shit twice on the same repeat. Like they call it frequent flyers in the police world. Twice Narcan, same fucking crackhead. Boom. You know. I'm just like, why? Yeah, my my sister's had it done at uh, the house she was living in like four times, and 
uh, they, I remember overhearing a conversation saying that like next time they weren't going to do it. And they're like, that's, that was her fourth time. And I don't know if they were just talking like, this is just shit they say in the field. Like it's a joke yeah. or whatever. Cause people like that have fucking six sense of humors. That's how they get through their day. You know, yeah. coroners, cops, EMTs, all that shit. But yeah, they were saying that like, well, that was her fourth one. So that's, that's the last one. Like if it happens again, they're, they're not supposed and, to. And don't get me wrong. Don't don't get me wrong, Darren. I'm not an instance. I'm I'm not a fucking asshole. But when you put that into like people's mind with with addiction, it it is there. And don't get me wrong. I'm all about saving people's lives. I'm in the army. I do this, all this bullshit. I'm not not making it about me, but I would love to know if I had a family member fuck up and get a hold of something, I would want a police officer there to carry it. And maybe I'm being a little fucking back and forth on it. But at the end of the day, if I have to repeatedly go to something or someone to aid them because they already know in the back of their head that, hey, I can easily fucking get it. That's where I have a problem with it. Well, think about if you fuck up too, and that person dies anyway, if you didn't do it right, or if that was my argument, that was that's on your conscience. Like, oh, if I was only four minutes sooner, I could have saved that guy's life. And that's just, that's more PTSD that you got to deal with. Yeah. And and that was my argument too. And I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. I'm getting fucking pissed. Uh, but, and I'll end it at that, but I think I don't think police officers should carry Narcan. That's my fucking yeah, drugs. Yeah. Drugs and addiction is a super touchy subject, anyway. Yeah, I people... I don't even like fucking talking about it because you ever hear the arguments <sighs> of like, oh, it's a it's a disease, and if it's a choice, oh, like mother... those get brutal. <laughs> How those dare get you? Fucking yeah, those are some brutal fucking arguments, yeah. dude. Stop. I mean, I've always I, I told <sighs> you I I stopped drinking and doing drugs when I was sixteen, and I'm. I'm flat out. I don't drink because I'm I'm a fucking alcoholic. Like I, I can't handle it. But yeah. I, I mean, I'm legitimately sober, and I never talk about it. But I spent a lot of time when I was younger around junkies and around alcoholics, and I've always looked at it as, you know, the when you get into the like brain science about alcoholism, like an alcoholic's body breaks alcohol into different chemicals and it hits an alcoholic differently than it hits a non-alcoholic. If you take a person that's an alcoholic and a person that's not an alcoholic, you strap them to a chair, force them to drink every minute of every day for two weeks. The end of the two weeks, the person that's not an alcoholic is going to go fuck drinking. I'm never drinking again. And the alcoholic is going to go fuck. Yeah. Sign me up. Keep it coming. Right. Whereas if you, take a same person, an alcoholic, non-alcoholic, strap them to a chair, shoot them up with crack or have them smoke crack, shoot them up with heroin, you know, give them meth to smoke. Both of those people are going to be physically addicted by the end of it. You don't become physically addicted to alcohol unless you have the pre, the genetic predisposition to be addicted to alcohol. So I look at it as hard drugs are a completely different animal. You know, you can get a physical addiction in two or three days to a drug. Right. Whereas alcohol, yeah. it takes years to build up to a physical addiction. So yeah, a dependency I mean, and shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. I don't have all the answers for drugs and alcohol, but I I look at drugs and alcohol as two completely different fucking animals. Because yeah. you get addicted I, to shit, you know, you smoke crack, you're high for five minutes, and you need more fucking crack. You know, yeah. right? That's when people start robbing their grandmothers and shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> dude. Man, like, it, it's different. I've known a lot of junkies and I've known a lot of junkies that were sober for a period of time and went back to the fucking junk. Like it's, 
it's different, man. And there's no easy fucking remedy for any of it, you know? Right. I, I, whole... I feel like it's normal for Audi to not have all the answers and it's okay to not have all the answers and to not know what you want. Cause nobody has all the answers. There are yeah. no answers. Like it's, it's a fucked up thing. <laughs> right. We're all kind of fucked with it. You know, yeah. that's how I feel at least. No, it, absolutely. And, and Darren touching the subject of disease and addiction again, I got into an argument with a family member, uh, I I think in a sense it's a choice. I don't think it's a disease. Uh I think it's uh it I think it's a bad habit because if I like sex and I'm addicted to sex, is that a disease? Have you ever met a sex addict? Well, I, I mean you you might you might be talking to one. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. I've I've met I'm dudes kidding. that like I never believed in sex addiction until I met one. And this motherfucker like could only get his rush if he was in a relationship and banging other chicks, like hairy situations, like taking her car to go bang chicks. Like dude was a legitimate sex addict. And like, I, the first time I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. I never talk about this, but the first time I ever got drunk, I was 10 years old. And the moment the feeling hit me. I had found every answer I'd been searching for my entire life. Granted, I was 10 years old, but from the moment I could remember having consciousness, I was uncomfortable. I did not feel like I fit in the world. I did not feel like I could talk to people. I I was just uncomfortable in my own skin. And the first time I got drunk, I was me. I was comfortable. I could talk to people. I could be the person that I was supposed to be. And every answer in my life was given to me. And from that moment at 10 years old until I stopped when I was 16, the entire pursuit of my life was to get that feeling again. And every time I reached that feeling, it was lessened just a little bit. So I had to drink more. I had to get more drugs. I had to just chemistry this shit together so that I could get to that point where I was me again. And that was Something in my DNA, you know, it was yeah. just, it was yeah. what it was. And I chased 100%. it yeah, every I, moment I of my that. life until I, I was 15 years old. And the last year of my drinking, I spent alone. I drank, I couldn't leave my house unless I was under the influence of something just because it was me. And that's, that's what got me to stop. And I still, you know, it's been 24, almost 25 years and I haven't had a fucking drop alcohol or a drug and I'm better for it. And I still know every day, like it's still there. You know, if I went back to it, I'd be that same motherfucker. <laughs> right. I think the, the way people mix the things up and then use the words as choice and disease yeah. is because like, you don't, you didn't choose to have that feeling when you drank, you know what I mean? Yeah. That was the disease, but you choose to do it for the first time and you choose to stop doing it but you don't choose the way your body reacts to it. Like it's a fucking disease. In my opinion, yeah. you're, it's, it's, you're not responsible for being addicted to it, but you're responsible for your own recovery. I, I would probably I mean? say, I'd probably say genetically something in your genetics, probably not so much the disease. Right. I'm an alcoholic. It. I drink all the fucking you time. Know. And, but guess what? So did my mom and my dad and my right. brothers and sisters and my aunts and my uncles. Right. But you know that, what I mean? But I wouldn't say <laughs> that's a disease. I would say that's a genetic. I think addiction itself something. is a disease. Well, addiction itself. Cause some people can get addicted and some people can't. That's why it's a disease. And then you're responsible yeah. for your own recovery. 
You know what I mean? There is actual science that right. has gone into it, and they, they have identified a gene that gives you a genetic predisposition to being an alcoholic, and it does mm-hmm. – your body processes alcohol into different chemicals than somebody that doesn't have that gene. So there is science behind it. And yeah. Right. And I, I think what annoys God damn, I hope I think he froze up. Bad. Did you freeze up again? Oh, there right. he is. I think what annoys people a lot is I the guys up. in AA. All the people in AA yeah. are like, oh poor me, this poor disease. Why can't I drink and be normal? They're the fucking ones out in the world cry baby and and disease, 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 and it pisses everybody off. Like, oh, fuck you. Your life sucks because you drink too much, idiot. You know, stop drinking. And then yeah. and the people in AA are replacing their addiction with a new one by going to fucking meetings twice a week. You know what I mean? And now, like, that's, they're the not, ones- that's not necessarily true. I mean, that's, that's a generalization of people in AA. There are tons of different kinds of AA. And, oh, for sure. I, I mean, I've, if, I've been to them because I've yeah. tried stopping a few times and I've, I've been to them. But like the ones that I went to, they were mostly crybabies and just fucking assholes. They were mad at the world because they wanted to get drunk and they can't, you know, and, like, it, and I found that annoying. I was like, man, these guys are fucking crybabies. But there's a lot <laughs> of people know. like that. But I mean, I have known a lot of alcoholics and drug addicts in my life. And I know, I mean... I know 50, a hundred, 200 of them that their lives were flat out saved. Like I, I'm not shitting you when I'm telling you I was incapable of going to school without being drunk at 14, 15 years old. I mean, I wouldn't go for months at a time. Like I, I would not have been alive by 18 if I had continued to drink. Like there's, there's no doubt in my mind. And I mean, you can, you can talk to somebody like I, I got a buddy that's in he's in treatment. He runs a treatment center. And like there is actual science that this whole debate over addiction and alcoholism, it's not a debate because the science is there to actually back it up. That alcoholism is is a real thing, <laughs> you know, right. And people just argue over it rather than just Google it. You know, look at the actual right. <laughs> actual science. Did, did you do the 12 step program to quit or did you just white knuckle it and just fucking yeah. quit drinking? Yeah. You did the program no, and there shit. Was, oh. There was no white knuckle for me. Oh, okay. In my back. Yeah. Did yeah. I freeze? No, you're there. You're froze okay. again though. You're in and out. <laughs> I think what he said is that he did the 12 step program is what in I, my back? Yeah. yeah. See, like apparently I didn't want to drink. I, or, I mean, apparently I, Yes. Yep. Apparently, I didn't want to stop drinking enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's why it didn't work for me straight up because I didn't want to stop. You know, I mean, I'm definitely I've learned a lot in the program and by going to rehab. Like I used to wake up and drink. I used to wait. I used to drink yeah. and then want to go get some blow. And you know what I mean? Like now I'll just drink mm-hmm. on the weekends or whatever or drink every few days or whatever. But I, it used to be bad every single day, all day long from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed. So I've learned how to control it. But if I tell that to somebody in the program, you know, they're going to be like, fuck you. You're still an alcoholic or whatever. And I totally am. I don't fucking give a shit. I admit it. I enjoy drinking, but like, I don't drink and drive or fucking, you know what I mean? I still go to work. I do my shit. I just like drinking, but yeah, the program definitely saves lives, man. And it works for motherfuckers. It really fucking does. But I was, yeah, I was curious if you did it, if you did the 12 steps and shit. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I mean, I don't, 
that was the only way. I mean, I tried. I mean, my first treatment center, I was 12, man. I was in and out and just all kinds of shit. And I had to get to a point where I knew I couldn't couldn't do it. You know, I knew I was done, man. It was just, it was it. You got to get to that point. And there are people like you that can be bad and get better and not have a problem. But you put a couple of drinks in me and there is, I, I got looking like this completely dead sober, you know, like you put a couple of drinks in me and there, there's, I have very little inhibitions already. And, you know, that alcohol takes away what little sense of morality I do have. And I just couldn't cope. <laughs> Never right. could. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, good thing you found out as young as you did, because some people don't figure that shit out till it's too late and their fucking yeah. liver's done or they fucking kill somebody. And I, I got friends who fucking got into accidents and have killed people. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? From fucking driving home from the bar or whatever. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. There are just people that's died of drug addictions, whatever. Dude, when I was like, when we were like 14, 15, all my friends were skipping fucking school, freshmen, juniors, fucking going downtown to cop dope. Like, it was, it was no bullshit. <laughs> Ryan said I'm his favorite guest. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> Guess what? He's my favorite guest, too. <laughs> yeah, Ryan's I mean, shit. you know, that's not necessarily something I ever talk about just because it was such a personal thing to me and because I never want to push my beliefs on anybody, you know, like the life I've lived isn't necessarily good for anybody other than me, you know? Right. And just have the very, the very first time I met you, one of the first questions I asked was if you wanted to take a shot with me because (laughs) I was like, I was trying to film for this DVD that I never ended up coming out with. And uh, you were one of like the first touring bands that I got to open for. And I'm like, oh, this would be cool for my DVD taking shots with this band. And you were just like, nope, I don't drink. And I'm like, are you guys straight edge? And you're like, no, I just don't drink. And then you said, you said some of us do on our day off, but that's about it. And I was like, all right. And I just left it at that, you know, like, okay, cool. This this guy don't drink. People were always cool with it. You know, I, I never told people like people buy me drinks, offer me drinks all the time. And I just, politely say no thank you like i always appreciated the gesture but i just i'm not capable of fucking having a drink i never right. was you know? so that's the first question i ever asked you do you remember yeah, i know you don't but the i remember <laughs> the first question you ever asked me what was it it was about my face tattoo oh, shit. <laughs> you were like dude like did that fucking hurt because that's really close and then i asked you yeah. i'm like did you get a black eye and you're like, no, but mine's not that close. No, <laughs> no, mine's further away. Yeah, mine's right on my eyelid. And like when I first met you, it was only like a few days old. So my whole fucking eyeball was red and I had this big black yeah. eye. I looked like I got beat the fuck up. And I had that. I had a black eye for like three months, dude. It just never went away. Yeah. But that shit's dude, all got, up on my fucking eyelid. It was like 20 years ago almost. Isn't yours like some word backwards? Yeah, it says live for today backwards in Latin. Okay. I thought it was something backwards. I remember you saying something like that. That's fucking cool. Dude, speaking of uh, face tattoos, and we talked about porn earlier. I froze again. (laughs) Did you hear me at all, though? Um, 
we were talking I about can, face I tattoos. Can hear you a little bit. Robot. Okay. Sounds. Well, I met the fucking uh, guitar player, Corn Head. And when I met him, he asked me the same thing. He's like, dude, that's so fucking close. And he's like, did it hurt? And I told him, I was like, oh, I was drunk when I got it. And he's like, oh, you fucking cheater. And he punched me in the arm. And <laughs> he had he had like a star tattooed by his eye when I met him. And when he asked me that, mm-hmm. and just recently I fucking saw Head um, with pictures of him on Facebook. And he's got a tattoo very similar to mine right on his fucking eyelid. So I swear to God, the guitar player of porn fucking met me and then went out and got a very fucking similar tattoo right afterwards, that fucker. You should send <laughs> him an email. I should fucking, yeah, I know. Yeah. But like his, like, it's like it's really close to his eye, but it goes like all the way down his face. It's a bunch of music notes. Mine is Damn. just like two music notes right on my eyelid, but his like goes all the way down. I'm like, that fucking prick. He didn't have that shit when I met him. And he specifically asked me about that tattoo too, man. I'm not trying to sound cool or nothing, but I was just like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> cause everyone's going to think he's I the shit it. for having these tattoos. It's like, I had it first fucker. <laughs> Dude. I, I loved my face tattoo for the longest time. Now everybody's got him, And I'm like, eh, kind of wish right? I didn't have it anymore. Mine don't bother me, but because it's like it's not a gang symbol or it's not a teardrop or a star like yeah. everybody fucking has. It's music notes. But what annoys me is when people are like, oh, do you do music? I'm like, no. Like, what What made you think that? You know, <laughs> like I'm fucking music notes tattooed on my face, you fucker. <laughs> it's annoying. Uh, you got you got classy tattooed across your throat, right? Yeah. Classy that to be like yeah, I was going to say, was that to be like an oxymoron or what? Because neck tattoos are fucking so classy and <laughs> yep. shit. Yep, yep. It's a classy it's neck fucking... tattoo. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, what do they call those? I forgot. The job killer, I think. The hands, yep. neck, and face tattoos they call job killers. Yep, I got them all. Yeah, I've all definitely... I've had a couple of job interviews go south as soon as I walked in there because you passed all the shit on. They love the resume and the phone interviews. And then you go in and they take one look at me and they're like, nope, not this fucking guy. Yeah, like, what the I was fuck? surprised they got hired at the place they got hired after we finished playing. Yeah. And like you didn't even have experience, right, with making wood. It's not something you did your whole life, right? They just trained you. That's nuts. Nope. That's yep, cool. But I'm you're like a. You're, Right. Well, you're a smart enough guy, too, and you know how to talk to people. You're not an asshole. You're not arrogant. You speak well. You don't have lazy tongue and shit. So, Yeah. Right. I like to think I'm a likable guy. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. So are you going to have uh, you going to release them songs eventually still or no? Yes. I'm currently trying to get the wave files from our producer so that I can have them all listed and get them up. So, oh, real so soon. you don't even got them all then, huh? I, I, I've got most of them. One of them, the one I sent you, um, the Starry Eyes song, that one just needs a little tweaking. The um, the heavily tuned vocals at the beginning of the song, I need my real vocals dropped in there because I sung it later in the song. I sing it in the higher octave. And at the time we mixed that song, I hadn't sung it in the lower octave. So he just tuned down my high octave to the low octave. So he just needs to drop the real vocals in, and then it's ready to go. 
Okay, I fit. I figured that that wasn't your like initial yeah. plan for that. That because it's. I was like, wait a minute, this sounds fucking weird. And I'm like, I bet it ain't yeah. done yet. No, it's not done yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's still really fucking cool, man. I think it's awesome. I've. Uh, I was telling my wife, I'm like, Matt sent me two fucking songs, man. I'm like, fuck yeah. I haven't heard new Super Bob in years. And then I was telling her too that I had the killer CD like a month before yep. it fucking came out, dude. Yep. Cause uh, you sent it to me like digitally and I was yep. jamming the fuck out of it before. And I, I didn't fucking show anybody or nothing, dude. But um, <laughs> my, my buddy, he, uh, he wrote for uh, we love metal.com uh-huh. and like he, he's done reviews on you guys and shit before. And he begged me to show it to him. I'm like, nope, <laughs> I can't dude. And then um, he even reached out to Curtis and he's like, I work for this website and I want to review the album. And he's like, we'll send you a CD when it comes out. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? He's like, he's, yeah, he's like, you got a fucking CD. You pray. I didn't get a CD, but you know, he's like, you've been listening to this for a month. And I'm like, nope, I ain't showing you shit. Yeah. I'm like, if you want one, you got to reach out to them and ask them. But I always thought that was fucking awesome. That's fucking good. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's my super Bob bragging rights. <laughs> I get I get a bunch of shit before anyone else does. It's fucking sweet. It's just yeah. cool that like my favorite band is so approachable. It's just it's a coincidence, you know. <laughs> so many people's favorite bands are Pantera or Slayer or whatever. It's like you can't fucking text that guy. You know what I mean? It's like it's just cool yeah. that I ended up becoming buddies with my fucking legit favorite band. You know, like it's fucking awesome. It always blows so me away that we were anybody's favorite band. <laughs> Dude, there's people like with Super Bob tattoos and shit. Like, I don't even got one of those, but I've seen them. Like, damn, that's dedication right there. Yeah, there was a couple. I bet, was that ever awkward to you? I mean, not awkward, but it had to be like, why the fuck? You probably don't even have a Super Bob tattoo, huh? I got a Bob tattoo. Oh, you got a Bob tattoo? From when? What? From when we were Bob, we all got him. Oh, that's fucking cool. Same spot. So is there anybody out there that's not I in froze. the band anymore that, that has it? Is that just like a you, Drew, and Adam thing then? The Bob tattoo, or is were there other members that got it too? Me, Drew, Adam, Tommy, Sean, and Curtis. Oh, shit. That's cool. Yeah, we all got him. Yeah. That's awesome. All in the same spot. That's cool as fuck. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. We're almost at two hours. I say we can fucking end it if you guys want to. Yeah. We've never really Sorry gone this we got long. so deep into shit. No, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, hopefully, like, we didn't piss anyone off. Like, I don't yeah. get, get deep, but, like, I like to be. Hopefully, like, we did piss people off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm yeah, sure. I'm cool. sure I pissed. I'm sure I pissed a couple people off that watched this. It's like, I want the podcast to be educational and funny. Like, I want people to laugh and learn shit. But it's like, I don't know, man. If it's if it makes them think, too, then that's there's nothing wrong with that either, you know? You got to, what we always did with the band was you either want people to love you or fucking hate you. You don't want any indifference. So if we made people angry, then they're going to talk about you. Fuck them. Right. And word of mouth is like the best fucking publicity you can really oh, get. Yeah. It's yeah. free advertising. Because yeah. even if it makes people mad, they're, they're going to want to listen yeah. to it, at least check it out. And then they could decide for themselves if they're pissed off or not, you know? I mean, yeah. 
just think how much fun your podcast would be is if while you were on here, people like Pete Johnson started shit talking you, and then you could just shit talk <laughs> back the whole time. Oh, you that would be amazing. That would be great. I would love yeah. to have a troll. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> The only like, trolls we get is like the bots that try to drop yeah. their OnlyFans links and shit. Yeah, mm. like the ones that she's come up with shit I can't even read on here, and I'm just yeah. like, I'm not dealing with this. If I can't read it, I'm not even giving you a time of day. Yeah, fuck that motherfucker. <laughs> well, I apologize if I hijacked your conversation into an area you guys didn't want to go. No, dude, it was no. totally cool, man. I loved it. I, no, had, I, I had a ton of fun. It, I thought we were only going to do an hour, and we're at two hours, and it's like, yeah. fuck yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. And like yep. I, I want you to have, I, like I told you before, I want you to be like a frequent guest, man. You come on fucking every few weeks or whatever, dude. I'm, I'm telling totally cool you guys want. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely. I I want to bring you on more, Matt, and and do like pick your brain with like stupid shit, like play <laughs> these little stupid games, and be like, what would Matt a super mob do? You know what I mean? <laughs> It, it's in the mix. Like we'll get everything okay. going, and, and maybe we can gain some of these fucking hating trolls. I think it would right. be great to have them on the show, or I even know. just as as subjects. Like if we did a fucking you know a ancient fucking astronaut theory episode, then you don't even have to do research for it. We we just I'll read the script and bounce shit off, and yeah. then you just react. You just D- the Darren fucking- Darren and I will do all the work, and you can just come in here and just shit on all our work. Yeah, that'd be great too. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like what I pretty much do, so I'm down. Yeah, be the comic relief guy. Fucking, fucking a. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. Cool. I'm gonna get the fuck out of here, man. Thanks for coming on, Matt. Thanks for having me. Good to I'll see you. Guys. I'll hit you up soon when we want to get you back on in a couple weeks or something. Cool. Absolutely. All right, brother. I'll see you later, man. Right, see you, man. Bye, guys. Bye. Two fucking hours, man. That yeah, was awesome. man. That was great. Oh. It's always good like having him on. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I, uh, I love talking to that dude. And he's a smart dude. So, like, I love his fucking opinion on shit. Like, he'll make you think, man. Like, oh, fuck, I didn't even think about it like that, you know? Yeah, I, you know, digging deep into some of the conversations, um, you know, it gets me fucking fired up on certain things. And and I know sometimes I, I got to hold back and let my emotions not get the best of me. But... You you know where I stand with certain things, and because I'm I've been there, you know, like I've seen it, I've dealt with it, uh, and it's it's just yeah, no, of, yeah, me too, you know, you and know. That's like, and we what's crazy is like uh, we've seen the same things just the on the opposite end of it, like yeah, you know what I'm like, saying, like the addiction, no, absolutely, thing. So yeah, it's ab- like, absolutely, dude, and that's and that's the thing with with a certain. Uh, kind of doing like a end of the show recap on some, some of the things we talked about. Uh, I mean, you know where I stand with some stuff on as far as addiction and Narcan goes, because I don't know. I'll talk to you after the show. <laughs> well, I just figured if you wanted you to know. clear the air. So like, if you, if, yeah, I, I, I thought do, that like with, I don't, I don't, I don't even know why I want to clear the air with you because like, you're well, not with me. Just, I figured friend. I, because you, you and know. I have talked about this. We've yeah, had absolutely. these conversations, and you never hurt my feelings or pissed me off. No, I, and, I just and didn't you, know if you wanted to clear the air for the listeners to be like, look, like this is what I meant. Like, don't, <laughs> you do whatever you want. Man. No, I mean, it, you know, this I is your been, show, too. 
as far as the listeners and the certain ones that are going to listen to it, I ain't clearing the air for shit. I'm sticking to my opinion on. I mean, look at our goddamn title. We chose it that as a, for a fucking reason. We could have called our <laughs> podcast anything we wanted. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, don't don't fucking blame us. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I ain't gonna recap shit, <laughs> <laughs> my man. <laughs> I ain't going back Fuck on it. nothing. <laughs> nah. Fuck it. Nah, you, you know I. I I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty passive on certain things and and it's all in fun. I'm sure if people listen to it, they can message me and cuss me out, and I'll probably tell them to go fuck themselves. Or they could give us five dollars a month, yeah. and then they can hear our real opinions—the things <laughs> that we are a little afraid to say on the air. Um, there's a couple of things that I don't like talking about because uh, for fear of you know just coming yeah. off as a ignorant asshole or just you know whatever. But, um, yeah, so fucking give us $5 a month and you can watch all the after shows and the Patreon stuff and get our real fucking opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I need to upload some stuff on it if we got. Yeah, we got to get back to the patrons because yeah. we haven't we didn't do a an after show last week and we probably aren't going to do one tonight because we just went live for two fucking hours. So, yeah, yeah, we're definitely going to hit up on it. There's certain there's certain things I want to start doing for those. Um. Uh, not so much just giving like merch and and Ryan's resin bust that I still see sitting over here in the box, but that's neither here nor there. I'll get that yeah. out. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna get shirts coming too because I did say that like when I got my tax return, I would get us some shirts made. So I yeah, should, I should, yeah, we're, we're I should get that in probably like three weeks. I think is the, what the email said. So Sweet. give us about a month, and we'll probably have some shirts. Yeah, there's there's an approach I want to take with the shirts. Ab- yeah, actually, for so people can pre-order them. Yeah, that's kind of what I want to do because I don't want us to spend like four or five hundred dollars on the boxes of shirts that and they fucking sit for a year. Yeah, I would much rather like, and this way everyone gets their sizes because like we don't know what sizes to get. We can't predict who's gonna want to wear what. So it's like if you fucking pre-ordered, then we know exactly what you want, and then we know that we're gonna have it. So it's like, hey man, you got any two X's? No, all sold out because we didn't fucking order enough. Yeah, I only ordered. It's like this way you get what you want. Yeah, yeah. For like Ryan, Ryan's gonna get a shirt and it ain't gonna cost him shit. Um, he's, right. he's definitely gonna get a shirt. Uh, yeah, he's been with us since and, day one. Ben's right, been with and, us since day one. And that's the advantages of the Patreon. Like, yeah, you pay monthly, you get all this other stuff. And I like, believe Chandra is the other one, the, the yeah. ones that have been with us since day one. Yeah, and I can for I can foresee uh, those who are the Patreons. Then it's it's a given. Like. If we don't order none of them fucking shirts, I know at least four Patreon members that are getting goddamn shirts. Yeah, but like if you're a you patron know? member for what? It's like what what was it? Four months, four or five months, then that's how you get the shirt anyway. Well, if it's if it's a ten dollar tier and it's like then know, like three months, two or three months, yeah. yeah. It, that way we cover the cost of the shirt because I I did that right. one shirt, dude. That was thirty dollars for that one goddamn shirt. Exactly. Like, right, and then you're gonna pay seven bucks to ship the motherfucker. Uh, so I was like, I can't do this. We gotta think of something else. Right. Um, well, um, let's fucking give a shout out to all the patrons, supporters, and producers because my daughter just came down here and told me that her snake gate came out of the rock. So I got to go see if it'll eat. I'm going to go feed our new baby snake that we got today. Nice. And um, so we want to give a big, gigantic thank you to Matt Santoro, obviously. Everyone who listens, even if you're not a patron, thank you. But yeah. most specifically, we want to say thank you to Ben Newman, Chandra Daler. Ryan Merriman, Brent Kopaka, Tara Myers, Paul Tonkovich, John Bailey, and Katie Jellick. Absolutely. So thank you guys so much for donating to our 
Patreon. We we're, really appreciate it. We're, we're getting there. Uh, the quality of, of this podcast is like no other. I listen to other podcasters and they don't touch our quality. And I, I want to put that out there because you know me, I don't boast much about what we do. I'm kind of like, yeah, we're cool, you know. But uh, I can say we are definitely killing the quality of the game. And kudos. Except to, for uh, last episode. I don't know what the fuck was going on on my end. I fucking it, sounded like it's shit. It's okay. We fixed, we fixed it. We figured out what to do before we go live now. Yeah. yeah so that absolutely was... know exactly what to do when your shit fucks up. Right. <laughs> but anyway, let's get out of here, man. All right, man. I love you, brother. I'll talk to you later. You, Peace right, out. See you. Thanks for tuning in to our little Passion Project podcast. Remember, we go live every single Friday night, same damn time, same damn channel. So if you miss it, don't blame us.